0: This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn.
1: Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the show that wants to remind you that if you're buying a baby swing from Wayfair, it can also double as a sex swing. They're the same thing. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me, I have my gorgeous co-host, Yvette Dantremont. Yvette, what are you buying from Wayfair today?
2: Probably not a sex swing since I already have one and definitely not a baby swing since I don't have any use for one of those. But geez, man, like the conspiracy theories are getting they're getting randy with the buying from random Internet sites. Has anyone ever actually purchased anything from Wayfair? I actually have. Is it just all furniture of like what is their deal? Okay, so 80 percent
1: of my place is furnished in Wayfair. Uh, The other 20 percent is Craigslist. But I want to say that it's one notch above IKEA. Okay. Basically similar prices, uh, a lot of which is imported from overseas, cheaply made, but it looks good. Like it's you've graduated from uh, you know just getting going to IKEA only for the Swedish meatballs and uh, fighting with your significant other to shopping online.
2: Oh, we have uh, we have a rule in my house of if IKEA is necessary for something, I show him the options online and then I go to pick up the item. There is no dragging. I want my marriage to last.
0: So, <laughs> Alice, your apartment and my sex life are very similar in that eighty percent of it comes from Wayfair.
1: <laughs> I mean, the whole Wayfair conspiracy was basically, you know, looking at overpriced furniture. But as someone who's done e-commerce stores, it's a whole fucking process to list something on one of these stores because a lot of people don't realize that, like Wayfair, eBay, Walmart.com actually is a great example. If you go to Walmart, you type in. I don't know, chair, you're going to get actually a lot of people with just one-off sites that populate onto Walmart. And instead of just like taking it off and relisting it, you could just change the price to something insane, like $12,000. Wow. And
2: you don't get a child with
0: it. (laughs) That's what you think.
2: I don't know how we got into Wayfair, but man, conspiracy theories are, they've been fun lately, haven't they? By fun, I mean a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Oh, so there's a way to pull this back into porn. So I met a porn star at the AVNs uh, who, you know, seemed sane for, you know, you never know who you're talking to or what the crazy is after a five minute conversation, right? Like anyone can be nice and delightful. For five minutes while you're smoking a joint backstage at Politicon. Exact, Roger Stone. Uh, <laughs> I may have done drugs with a convicted criminal. That's the thing I've done. You know, that's the thing. That a happens.
0: pardoned convicted criminal.
2: He was commuted, not pardoned. Pardon there is a there is a difference. He just did not <laughs> have to serve his sentence. Which here's the thing: I kind of am okay with because I I think if, if you didn't commit like a violent offense, you shouldn't like right now, especially with COVID. Why the fuck should anyone be in prison who? Like that might be my most controversial opinion is keep people out of jail who are not going to hurt people physically.
1: Now, that said, I think there needs to be a
2: different tier between like going to
1: prison or, you know, not going to prison. Like, what can we do that's like makes you really uncomfortable? Like you're it's August right now. So I guess don't have AC like you. It's
2: illegal to have AC, I guess, if you're going to be in New York or Florida or anywhere in this country. House arrest with no Internet. Oh, yeah, that would be punishment for someone whose like whole uh, thing is they have to be online to get their work done. But there has to be some punishment in between be in a prison where uh, where COVID is running wild. I don't know. I think that jail in this country is not rehabilitative and it's there to hurt people more. So that's all of your shoes and clothing are one size
1: down. Oh, God, that's
0: me every day.
2: It's, I'm not I'm not okay with this my, my parts need to breathe <laughs> we should introduce our guest, by the way oh yeah by the way we have a right. wonderful we have the extraordinary the wonderful the homotastic Brandon Ellison with us today hi. Brandon is a good friend of mine who produced uh, Buffy the Cabaret musical extravaganza uh, last fall that I I was lucky enough to be Willow uh, opposite our we had Nikki Brendan the original Xander uh, from Buffy it, and this is why we are reviewing today for you a 4 hour <laughs> it's not 4 hours it's, okay th- it was <laughs> it, it wasn't it was 2 hours, hours and
0: 20 minutes
2: plus an hour of, of extras of I behind the scene the extras, extras. <laughs> which i did
1: not watch
2: i watched some of them it was uh, it wasn't was not bad for behind-the-scenes extras. I was
0: kind of happy with that. I will be watching them the second we get done with the show.
1: <laughs> now, I have to say, I'm ex- so excited to have Brandon on the show because not only did he produce the Buffy musical, which makes total sense, you know, vampires and sing-alongs, but you
2: also used to do sex work yourself.
0: I did, yeah. I did.
2: <laughs> so whenever I, in- I jokingly call Brandon a whore, I'm also calling him a whore.
0: Yeah. I'll make sure that I don't post this where my family can download it, but Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I did. And I... I Custom uh, post. Yeah. <laughs> Custom yeah. post. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, I have a Buffy podcast Ooh. called Cast where we review every episode Ger-ard. of Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
2: You've had a lot of really good guests on that We've had Joss
0: Whedon. We've had uh, Anthony Stewart Head. We've had... Uh, we're doing a, an episode with Allison Hannigan in a couple of weeks. So, like... I'm so jealous. Just saying. We, like, if you like Buffy and you like porn... I can cover half of that for you on my show and half of it on this one. Actually, all of it on this one.
2: Look, if Alison Hannigan is ever willing to cover American Pie porn uh, with us. She is just not. send it <laughs> down. Oh, no. Oh. It's like, Alison, we have questions about how this flute is being used at band camp. We're just curious if like pressing certain
0: parts of the flute. Uh, did either of you catch the reference to that in this Buffy porn?
2: Yes, Oh, yes, yes, yes. She did mention the flutes in in an early scene. I was like, oh, that's ultra meta there. I (laughs) enjoyed that. As a child of the 90s, I give that extra props. Yes.
1: I mean, there's also How I Met Your Mother porn, which just like the show is disappointing,
2: I'm sure. Yeah, Um, that show was just... Here's the thing. I tried watching that show because I was like, like, the first season of it, not bad, but I was like, is this going to build to something? And I kept waiting for it to get better. And I felt like I got the sunk cost fallacy on that. I watched for enough seasons that I'm like, are we going to get to How We Meet the Mother? And I was like this was not okay
0: well one of the things when we agreed to do this episode when I'm like super into homework I love homework and I uh, <laughs> on my show we go and we reference like what the other what the writers have done what the directors have done like whatever other people have done outside of this and the director of this Buffy porn has directed shitloads of other oh, like yeah. parody porn
2: we love Leroy you you do not have to tell us if this oh, okay, okay. work we I, I sat with him at the Pornhub Awards we love L- Leroy he's he's wonderful he did the Golden Girls porn as well the fact that we haven't watched the Golden Girls porn I think is a personal failure. wearing the Golden Girls t-shirt right now. You know,
1: we need someone who's just really in tune with the Golden Girls. So I think, and here's my crazy proposal, we get Sam Harris on because his mom worked on the Golden Girls. So Sam Harris, (laughs) this is for you. Come and review the Golden Girls porn. If we could
2: get Sam Harris to review Golden Girls porn with us and get him to not talk about neuroscience at all. Like, I don't want to hear a word about any of his nutty. (laughs) I'm a big fan of that. I want him to just come on and like, because I love getting like this is occasionally we get someone who's like an ultra fancy guest in their field and then it's like let's talk porn. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts on this particular porn. Don't talk about your pet bullshit. You're here to talk about a porno.
0: I wonder what Stephen Hawking thought about gangbangs.
2: <laughs> you know, he went to strip clubs like all the time. That was good for fucking him too. I agree. The strippers I agree. in Cambridge, England needed his support. Didn't
0: he cheat on his wife?
2: I don't know if he cheated. I know he went to a lot of strip clubs, though. I heard he cheated.
0: I thought he cheated on his wife, which, good for you. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I mean, unfortunate for cheating, but, like, good that you still can
2: the fact that he could manage because he could only talk at 15 words per minute through his you know eyeball movement and machine like the fact that he could manage to conversate enough to get you know would you like to bang like that would be good for you so <laughs> I'm almost applauding the effort it
0: took who amongst us would say no to fucking Stephen Hawking I, would so
2: I had a Stephen Hawking encounter once when I was li- I was living in Cambridge England and I was working a temp job because that's all I could get because I had an American student visa and so I worked through a temp agency and one day the assignment I got was that the at the maths building at the at Cambridge University, they had a few people call out at the cafe. So there I am making coffee and whatever they enrols Stephen Hawking just a few feet past me, and I'm like, "What the? That's Stephen? Oh my god!" And I I tapped the the woman in charge. I'm like, "Is that is that Stephen Hawking?" She's like, "Oh yeah, you're in the maths building. Of course, he works here." I love
0: that you're like, "Is that Stephen Hawking?" Oh, it could have been anyone.
2: I was like, you know, I didn't know if it was just, you know, some other guy who happened to be in a fucking wheelchair. And I was because I'm like, there's no way in my brain. There's no way Stephen Hawking is rolling by me, like that's. (laughs) that's my thought is this is not happening. Like that's not a thing that happens in my stupid fucking life. Cause I'm just a college student who doesn't get to see the physicist of my lifetime in the same building as her. And I'm like, I'm like, it's not like I'm, I'm going to walk up to him and be like, sir, I, I worship the work you've done on unraveling the secrets of the universe. Would you like cream and sugar? Uh, that's, that's not a conversation you had, but like, it was just like, oh, I've been in his presence. Good for me. <laughs> Here's another question though.
1: If Stephen Hawking frequented strip clubs, like how did that work? Did he, he probably brought a friend with him to throw the money or did I, like, I don't understand. Someone
2: explain this to me. I wonder if he like eyeballed out like the number of dollars to throw. Make it to make rain. It rain. Yeah. <laughs> make it rain $16. Subpar tits. Like, I'm curious how that <laughs> Sit on daddy's lap. Make
0: that ass clap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jiggle like a motherfucker. Like
0: I'm curious how that came out.
1: If you are a stripper who has encountered Stephen Hawking, please email us. We need this story. We have so many unanswered questions.
0: In my mind, there's like a really highbrow strip club somewhere in Cambridge that like all the fancy people go to. There is definitely a highbrow strip club in Cambridge. I, I love it.
2: Let's have a moment of understanding here. I think that a lot of people look at someone who's disabled and go, "Well, why would they?" G-? It's yeah, people who are disabled have a
0: sex drive. Oh, they yeah. like
2: titties too. Yeah. So you know, good good for Stephen Hawking for
0: bringing awareness. We should start a charity, hand jobs for vegetables. I'm into it.
2: <laughs> That's actually a thing. <laughs> Let's do it. I don't know if it's a charity. <laughs> are you sure it's, it's, it's no? I don't know if it's called if it's a quote charity, but like there are groups that do sex work specifically for disabled people because I don't know if the word would be argument, but the uh, the discussion around it is that having sexual release is uh, and having sexual contact and physical contact like that is a type of thing that might be harder to access, might not be. You know, it's it's very vital for life and mental health, and having sex workers that do that kind of work is a huge mental health component for people who are disabled. So, yeah, that is a that is a thing. If you are a sex worker out there or somebody who knows people in this industry who'd be willing to uh, come on and talk about that kind of work, we would love to have you on. Info, Two Girls, One Mike.
0: And who hasn't wanted to finger blast Terry Shivo, frankly?
2: <laughs> After death, specifically.
0: Yes. Oof.
1: Is it technically necrophilia if their brain dead? I
0: don't know, but I think you can get oh. this on Wayfair. Fuck. <laughs>
2: oh the Terry Shivo cabinet. $12,000. <laughs> It's the Louis C.K. special.
0: Oh. oh, That's a bargain.
2: You guys remember that joke, right? No. <laughs> no. Oh, there was a joke from him who was saying, he was like, I wouldn't fuck a kid. I'd fuck a dead kid, though. Who's got to complain? That was definitely one of his... The parents? Well, they're already dead. I'm well, not supposed that to that break was...
0: the joke down.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry? Joke killer. <laughs> Just like Hitler, you kill
0: jokes. You hate joy.
1: <laughs> All I'm saying is it makes a really awkward funeral.
0: And a horrible sound. Oh,
2: <laughs> that sounds specifically. Yes. <laughs> oh
1: my god. But uh also uh handjobsforvegetables.com
2: is available. <laughs> oh my
0: god. <laughs> you For know, $12 a year, we can have Let's it. do it.
2: <laughs> I feel that could be a really good like porn website in which people are just jerking off and like making anime of like out of like carrot top like Oh, carrot tops! No, but like, out oh, like,
1: no, no, uh, no,
2: oh God! No one's jerking off carrot top. I would Unless jerk off carrot a- top. I love
0: carrot top.
2: Carrot top is a muscly man that I would fuck in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> like, put a bag over it, and we could do that. <laughs> I feel like he is a, a wait. A, people
0: fuck with lights on.
2: <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I like my. Oh, so fun story. So yesterday. <laughs> For the audience at home, we tried to record this podcast yesterday and I had to run off in a in a tizzy. A tizzy, I say, a tizzy because my husband had a lab accident and I want to I want to share with you what that lab accident looked like cuz it was the funniest lab accident ever because he's not injured. But my husband works as a cannabis scientist and he had a flask full of pot oil explode in his face. Now he's he's fine. He's He's fine. He's <laughs> fucking bald as shit now. He had to we had to shave his head, shave Aww. his coat. The only thing that survived Aww. were his eyebrows, <laughs> barely. Oh. We had to sit there with like rose hip oil and ethanol and scrub this out of him. Like he's I, there was there was much scrubbing after we got out of the shower. Like, you know, those scenes in Fight Club where Ed Norton just looks like he's had the crap destroyed out of him. Yes. That's what Derek looks like just because of the shaving that because we had to shave because it was so sticky. The
0: hair just could not be salvaged. Yeah. I
2: wasn't
1: sure if it was sticky or if it just smelled.
0: When you said yesterday, when you're like, I have to go. My husband had a lab accident. I'm thinking like a flubber situation. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he could not turn the pot airborne. Right. <laughs> no, no, it was uh there are pictures from when it first exploded like that what is one of his uh the other guys who works in the lab took was just like you can see like his neck and his face like other than the face shield like covered with pot oil. His pants, you could da- his pants are a dab rig, basically. I'm like, my God, the number of dollars worth of cannabis oil that are soaking his pants right now. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, just give your pants to the homeless people outside. <laughs> like that that like sometimes they'll break in uh, to their dumpster and take like the trim that's in there. So I'm like, yeah, just, just throw your pants outside and see what happens. But what I'm saying is safety is paramount. Please wear your safety goggles if you're a chemist.
0: I was thinking like after watching this Buffy porn and now referring to Flubber, can you guys think of any really inappropriate porn parodies that could happen? Because a Flubber porn parody
2: would be great. The uh, Schindler's List porn that's, parody—that's the go-to. That's, I feel that would be like let's go as as low as we can. Let's go with Schindler's List, and it'd be uh, General Ammon would be like or Lieutenant Ammon, the really uh, fucked up guy who's played by uh, Ray Fine would be the, mm-hmm. the quote hero. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that's just called neo-Nazi porn. Really,
0: right? Let's
1: see saddest worst movies of all time i'm trying to think
2: les mis porn i think that exists. i'm sure that
0: exists what about a porn based on precious
2: (laughs) oh my god some people would use that for porn as is
1: who's gonna fuck me (laughs) what about the movie where kirk cameron saves christmas
0: isn't that every kirk cameron movie
2: yeah, but what if we made it into a port? Oh dear. Oh my god.
0: Left behind. That's,
2: god is not dead one and two. Oh, god. I mean it's oh, already no. it's already a serial just like ass blasters one through seventeen. You can just
0: call it God's Got Head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Depending on where Melissa Joan Hart is in her career, we could probably get her to start in it. I
0: can reach Melissa Joan Hart. <laughs>
2: We could give her a cameo appearance. She, she might, would we, do it. We might not be able to get her on the table, but we could get her to say a few lines.
0: She could take a break from filming her Hallmark movies to come and do our porn.
2: And we could get someone to just sneak in a na, 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 na. <laughs> That's my
0: ringtone. I'm not even kidding. Na, na,
2: na, na, na. <laughs> I'm so, I was I was a child of a certain part of the 90s. Uh-huh. Clarissa really did explain it all to me. Clarissa
0: and Alex Mack all day.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Alex Mack was just, she was the epitome of cool when I was 12. I'm she like, so I, will cool. never, I will never be as awesome. <laughs> as Al- I still will not be as awesome as Alex. Mack. Anyone
0: listening to this, to this podcast that's under the age of like 30 yeah. has no idea what the hell we're talking about.
2: Like I'm, I'm 37 and I feel like I was, I think about 12 ish. Like I was like Alex Max' age, give or take yeah. in as she was portrayed in that. So I'm like, all right, so where is the level where kids stopped watching this, <laughs> where it wasn't out anymore? And it's got probably around like 30 to 33 is like where people are like what in god's name are you fucking talking
0: about
2: <laughs> like they stopped doing re- reruns of this on Nickelodeon at this point <laughs> what's
1: really funny is uh so speaking of stuff where it's like should this be a porn uh, so speaking of Leroy Myers they actually Wood Rocket made a Tugrat's porn so Ooh. based off Rugrats now hold on hold on hold on okay now available you told <Stop>. me oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're all okay. Now, here's where I get pissed off. And audience, you guys should also be in agreement of my anger. Alana Evans is a porn star. Now, star is also we're
2: going to put hard quotations. She's a porn star the way that I'm a TV star for being one of 12 people on uh, as a talking head on a Weather Channel show.
1: (laughs) So she was making this argument on Twitter that uh, the tug rats porn. So, by the way, if you again, you watch it, they're all adults who bone because they have to be.
2: They're the rug rats as they've grown up. Yes.
1: Exactly. And she was like, Well, this is fetishizing infants. But okay, so bear in mind she also starred in the E. T. porn parody where oh. last I checked, she was the mom and everybody around her in the cast Our children. was playing yeah, children yeah. like
2: seven to twelve years old. The one playing Elliot, like even though they're adults obviously in the porn, like the way that we remember them, they're avatars of these children that we remember from the movie. So was there exactly. more
0: was there more cocaine on the set of E.T. or the ET? <laughs> porn parody.
2: Oh, oh. great <laughs> well, question! Have, let's, uh, Drew Barrymore's Drew Bar- people contact us. <laughs> I love that. I that mean, that was we the know she was four, four, but I mean, she got started they, early, yeah. right? They started her young. If it wasn't on that set, it was like after she got done. You know, g- they were like, "All right, we know you're a little freaked out by this alien puppet, but here, take this powder. It'll make right. you feel better." <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 it's jazz powder, like it's toddlers and tiaras. Oh my god! <laughs>
2: <laughs> It'll make you smile bigger, Drew. It'll be fine. <laughs> Oh man, she never had it. the fact that she seems to be doing like okay as an adult now, like in her early forties. Like that's be that that is impressive that she has done okay as an adult, and she was in rehab at thirteen.
0: I mean, despite the fact that she talks and looks like she had a stroke when she was nine, it's, she's still I, able to make it work.
2: I was about to say as someone who kind of speaks out of half my mouth. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> so.
1: Okay, Buffy. Now, I have to say, when you guys suggested, oh, let's do a Buffy porn parody, I, okay, I've tried watching Buffy recently, and I couldn't get into it. You guys are gonna hate me so
2: much. I found it too campy. It took me a while to get into it. I watched it because I was in uh, in the musical uh, that Brandon directed, and I, I enjoy. I had to enjoy it for uh, as a genre piece. I'm like, this is '90s. This is camp, and this is a thing from a different era. And I had to enjoy it as uh, as that, and not look at this as uh, through the lens of how should a piece or how should uh, entertainment be done as it's done now in the year 2020. And that made made it make a little bit more sense. At least that's how it worked for me.
0: Yeah, the show—if you start it from the beginning, it's not a good show. It's—it was like a—it was like a, it was like a <laughs> mid-season yeah. replacement. It, they had like fifteen dollars to make an episode. Like, <laughs> it, it's really low production quality. First few episodes but are bad. The yeah. writing is so good, and the character development is so good. If you stick with it, I promise it is. Yeah. it's one of my favorite shows I've ever made.
2: Seasons two and three are really good. Like, Amazing. I got through—I got through season four. Like, but and it was like I had to binge it before this musical. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm like I need to know what these characters characters I like I need are are like I need to know who they like because I needed to get up to the musical episode for this so like I binge it really and here's what I came like I was really glad that we were doing the porn parody because that way I could like judge does this work you know how was this compared to the episodes I was really impressed with this I'm like if you take out the banging this is actually a good episode I agree I agree that was that was the impressive well I did want to ask
0: you guys these porn parodies are they all two and a half hours long some of them.
1: But generally about 15 minutes to 20 minutes of plot if they're two hours long.
0: Correct. Because you could watch three episodes of Buffy at the time it takes you to watch this one porn parody.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, if you if you skip through the sex, I, I think I timed it. It was about one episode of Buffy worth of plot. Like, if you take out the banging, it's an episode of Buffy. And it was actually not a yeah, bad episode. Yeah, Willow cast a
0: spell that fucks with people's dreams.
2: And in the dreams, they're all fucking. Before we get into the porn. Yes. So if someone's never
1: watched Buffy before- How would you guys describe it? Summarize.
0: Uh, Buffy is a story about a girl who is in high school, though in in this porn version, I believe it takes place during season four. She's already in college, the beginning of season four. But anyway, the premise of the show is she's like a normal girl. She's in high school. She's a chosen one. She is the person who has been chosen by the fates by destiny, by genetics, by whatever it is, to be the person who fights vampires and demons and the forces of darkness. And she has this super strength, you know, like whatever. She has this group of friends that helps her. And she just wants to have this kind of normal life, but she also has to be this superhero by night and balance these things out. And that's ultimately, it's kind of about everything in high school feels like the most horrible thing that's ever happened to you. This show takes that and turns it into vampires and demons.
2: They do a lot of allegory, too, because it's like her fighting demons is you fighting your fucking math homework. You know, it's like there's a a lot of allegory for coming out. There's a very special episode uh, like where Buffy tells her mom she's a slayer. And the the language they use in that conversation is the exact type of language that kids use with their parents when they're trying to tell them that they're coming out of the closet. And so many like a lot of gay kids coming out to their parents in the 90s really latched on to that because it was it was the exact like it's like here's how this feels. And like they, it was before we could really have, um, a lot of those conversations or put a lot of those conversations on television, you know, as they were. So it was like, Mm -hmm. let's find a way to sneak them in. And like, there are a lot of conversations to be had about Joss Whedon. But like, (laughs) I think he was, where we're not going to get into all of them because we don't have the fucking time or the patience. But like, for what uh, we were able to do in the 90s in terms of shoehorning in gay characters and gay storylines, he was doing what was allowed to be or what was acceptable to be done. He had a gay relationship in there he He very clearly had gay sex in the their, first gay sex uh, scene
0: on television on network yeah, television
2: Lesbians who are definitely eating pussy, which I appreciate quite a <laughs> bit. Yes. So I didn't
1: realize until I googled it, but Willow and Tara's relationship is actually the first depiction of a long-term relationship between a lesbian couple yeah. on u s. Prime TV. Yep.
2: And it wasn't depicted as anything like weird or, or, oh my God, lesbian.
0: No, there was no, there wasn't even like a big coming out episode. It's just like, oh, Willow has a girlfriend now.
2: Great. It's just, hey, these two people like each other and they're going to be in a relationship now. Apparently that's ha- what happens when people are into, like, they treated it really normally.
0: The show explores really deep. Thi- I mean, it explores school shootings in an episode. It explores the death of a parent, like how we deal with the death of a parent yeah. when we're dependent on that parent. It explores the loss of virginity in season two and like how, what that means to a person who's have, who's lost a virginity to someone who's not a virgin. Like there's all kinds of stuff like that. It, it's, if you put aside, if you watch it and you take the vampires out of it, it's a show about growing up and it's, and yeah. it's beautifully written. Honestly, there's, there's a reason people still, I have a podcast that I get about three 3,000 listens a week from people who watched a show 23 years ago.
1: Now, question, did Willow at any point in the show have a relationship with Xander? Because there was one in
0: the porn. Yes. There was
2: a crush and... Did, wait, did they ever bang or did they just make out? I don't remember. They
0: didn't bang. They made out and they kind of played footsie and stuff. But they were both in other relationships at the time and then...
2: Because I remember that plotline. I don't remember if it ever panned out. Into and you remember anything. Cordelia
0: falling through the stairs and getting impaled by the rebar. It was a whole thing. It was uh, a
1: good time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oops. I'm, I'm sorry, so sad Cordelia. that t- this took place during season four because Cordelia was nowhere to be found, and I would have loved Cordelia in a Buffy porn.
1: Now let's talk about some of the characters. Yes. So we had Lexi Bell as Sarah
0: Michelle Geller's character, so Buffy. Good. She's right? Great.
2: She looks just le- like. I mean, I think
0: she's a dead ringer for Anna Kendrick. To me, she looks exactly like Anna Kendrick.
2: I don't think she has the same eyes, but her nose is dead on for Sarah Michelle Gellar. If we could somehow combine the DNA of Sarah Michelle Gellar and Anna Kendrick. You get
0: Lexie Bell. No, she's really great. And she's gorgeous, by the way. Like, she's legitimately really pretty. And she has a very natural beauty to her.
2: I enjoy porn stars of all shapes and sizes yeah. and beauty types and of genetically coded and surgeon-granted porn stars. Yes. yes. <laughs> but it's like, and I mean, I, genetically hybrid porn <laughs> <of> stars. exactly. <laughs> but it's like, you know, she she looks like this is what was given to her via DNA. And yes. it's like, which kind of matches uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's
0: look. And she's a good actress. I mean, for a porn actress, yeah. she's a good actress. And she nails those zingers. You could tell. You know what? I, I put this in my notes and I was going to bring this up later. But whoever wrote this... Watch the show. Oh, yeah. There's like, tons of references to the show and really yeah. like deep things like Xander losing an eye or the Pez, the, the witch Pez. Those are things that are really small details in the show and they nailed them.
2: They nailed Xander's kind of like, I'm trying to oh, be funny, great. but I'm not quite. And see, I'm I'm a part of this, but I'm kind of comic relief. Please laugh. Like feel of Xander. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Chris Slater, who played Xander, and he he really oh, nails yeah. it. Yeah.
2: And it, we talk about Wood Rocket a lot on the show because, like, as you said, Le, uh, Leroy Myers, the director, he does a lot of these. And kind of the, the thing we love about Leroy's work is that they all feel like they went deeply into the show and their kind of works, of their labors of love. They're like, all right, let's see what makes the show run, what makes the fans love it and find all the little Easter eggs and all the things that make the show and turn it into kind of a porn thing.
0: And just like, you know, it's funny because my co-host host jewel on my podcast she is watching buffy for the first time with me and oh. she says all the time like this show is so much better than it has to be and that's how i felt about this porn it's so much better and it's yep. so better written than it has to be except for willow who could not act her way out of a bag she <laughs> <laughs> who is she is she somebody i didn't check she acts like she just took a fistful of xanax before she went on stage <laughs> it was so bad
1: I have to say, I loved some of the other characters as well. I mean, you also had some veterans. Like, you had Tom Byron as Giles. You had Michael Vegas oh, as Spike. Uh. Rocco Reed Angel. And I felt like all the guys definitely
2: hit it out of the park.
0: And let me tell you, three of those guys, Xander... Spike and Angel have done gay porn in the past. I recognized all three of them.
2: I have a deep love for Michael Vegas. He has a, a website, I believe is called Peg Him. Mm-hmm. Any man who I, I believe he is straight identifying, any man who is like, please peg me, who is straight identifying, I'm like, I applaud you, sir. Make peg, normalize and, you know, pegging.
0: Rocco Reed left straight porn to do gay porn for like a year and he was really successful, but he tried to go back to straight porn. He couldn't get it. And now he's like a reverend somewhere in Texas or something. Like Rocco Reed up. left the industry and became a priest. I told you I do my homework.
2: <laughs> wow. I mean, less, wow about doing the homework, but also wow that he's a reverend in Texas.
0: Yeah, I guess guys who him. do both gay porn and straight porn have a hard time finding work in the straight porn world.
1: That is a thing. And I mean, a priest makes kind
2: of the next logical step after gay porn.
0: Usually it's the other way around, but yeah.
2: We're not wrong, <laughs> yeah. so. Religion loves a redemption story and people saying, I was a sinner and I came around to the light. Right. And I, I feel that's. I was a sinner and now you're going to give me a paycheck.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Like he was good at acting I planted my seed in everyone Please plant your seed in me
0: Rocco wouldn't have been my first choice to play Angel Especially in 2012 when this was made I would have picked like James Dean to play Angel Or somebody more like that I know how we feel about James Dean But at the time, I'm just saying yeah. Rocco yeah. doesn't look like Angel to me Michael Vegas looked exactly like Spike Oh, I love uh, Michael Vegas. The British
1: accent just alone. I mean, can Michael Vegas just continue doing that? Yeah, that was great. I'll watch anything he does. But the
0: guy that played Giles, tell me his name again.
2: Oh, that was uh, Tom Byron.
0: Tom Byron has the worst British accent I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Steve Holmes doing uh, Giles. Yeah. That's just personal preference.
0: Yeah. The opening credits of this porn were like a recreation of the opening credits of the TV show as well.
2: I made a note on that. The music was so good. Yeah. They nailed the costumes, the music. I was disappointed at a lack of. They had a few fight scenes, but I'm like, I feel like they could the choreography have done a few was rough. more.
0: And yeah. also, there's a scene where Willow and Buffy are talking, and they go like sit in front of a fountain, and they're talking, and all you can hear is that goddamn fountain. <laughs> That's like, you, come on, porn.
2: <laughs> Leroy, hire another audio editor.
0: We know you can do this. But the makeup was great. The dustings they had a of the vamp- for this. when they kill the vampires, and they turn to dust. Like it was pretty yeah. well. It's better than the first season of Buffy. I'll tell you that much
2: the makeup for even the demons looks like the makeup they use like you know it's not it's not quite as good as the show Mm -hmm. but i mean it's the same style they did such a good job with that like there are so many things that they managed to put together for this that any buffy fan who's like i would really like i just want to see it because i want to be entertained and like that's why we watch these because like we don't watch these to jerk off we watch these because we we love the weird wacky genre don't tell people that some fans (laughs) think we do let me rephrase this i occasionally watch it to jerk off off, especially if michael vegas is in it so maybe i did jerk off to this one
0: i don't watch a lot of straight porn because vaginas creep me out but i did watch rocco scene because yeah. i wanted to see if he's better at fucking women than he is at fucking men. the answer is yes um ah. he was never good in gay porn he could never keep it up
1: now i have a question yes. actually about uh rocco scene so How we get there is uh, Buffy and Willow are having a conversation and Buffy explains to Willow that she's still stuck on Angel because they never were able to hook up.
0: No, they did hook up once, but he went super evil and then he died and then he came back.
2: Oh, okay. Did her pussy turn him evil? Yes. I don't Uh, it's oh, It's kind of an interesting conversation because like in her mind, and this is a thing that like I love it because it's an interesting conversation about uh, like what happens when you first have sex. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the guy loses interest because you gave it up. It gives a little bit of that feel <laughs> to the whole you had sex thing.
0: Angel's whole backstory is that he was he was like this killer, vicious vampire for years and years and years. And he killed the daughter of this like gypsy tribe and her tribe put a curse on him so he would have his soul back. So he'd have to remember every horrible thing he ever did.
1: As a Polish person, I'm very familiar with gypsies. Of course. Um, it's Romani or
2: you're being terrible.
0: So like he is like tortured forever because he has to remember all the horrible things he did. And only in helping Buffy does he get this. But if he ever has a moment of true happiness, he loses his soul again. And his moment of true happiness was jizzing inside of Sarah Michelle Gellar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like Freddie Prince Jr.'s real life. <laughs>
2: To be fair, most of us would have a moment of true happiness if we could just inside <laughs> Sarah Michelle Geller.
0: Most of you, so, yes.
2: Like if, if I if I could grow a dick and just inside Sarah Michelle Geller, I'm pretty sure I would turn into a demon too. Fair enough.
0: So fair enough. I mean But yeah, so that's the thing is like she fucked him once, he went evil, she killed him, he came back, long story. But like in the the plot of this porn is like she always wanted to like be with Angel, but she couldn't. And now like in this dream world that this spell that Willow cast, she gets to fuck Angel again.
1: Okay. And then so Willow casts a spell and it inadvertently doesn't only affect Buffy, it affects Giles as well as her and Xander. So Which
0: is something that happens a lot on the show. They they intend to spell for one person and it affects everyone.
2: I watched the making of special like after the hour long after thing in mm-hmm. order to get cuz they have a visual of of uh, of angel floating over buffy Which the way they did that the show. he's he's lying on a green screen for them to film that and I, I love that he's just they're like hold your body Rich. it was just very funny him sitting there like trying to like act this out on you know lying on a green
0: I'm so happy you told me about this because I'm gonna watch all these all oh, these yeah. extra features now.
2: I love the kind of banality of the things that happen behind the scenes on a porn set because they're just like it's like cause I've been on a handful enough TV shows to know that like, they're like everyone sees like the glitz glamour of things being filmed, like the wonderful end product. Nobody sees all the boring times when you're backstage trying to do an interview while people are plastering makeup on your face and you're like, What what am I doing for this stupid fucking thing? Like and it's like I love watching the behind the scenes stuff for porn because it kind of Breaks down. It was like this is just someone's dumbass job.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah.
2: but like then there are also the interviews, especially with the guys that they're like, yeah, it was a good scene. I really enjoyed the part, and I got to bang the sash for This actress, which was really great.
0: <laughs> and that's like the, that's the interviews with all of them. I don't like that so much straight porn has no focus on the man at all. Like the man is, they like hide him as much as possible and they use her knee to cover his ass crack and whatever. And it's just like... same z's. Yeah. Here's
2: the thing, I like seeing the guy's face because I like seeing him, like I, I like the look of pleasure that he's getting right. and like the emotions that he's getting while, he, like it's like if a guy looks like he's really into it, I'm like, oh, he's like, I want to know what's going through, some, or like think I know what's going through someone's mind while they're banging that. That helps me somehow.
0: (laughs) Right. And while it's weird that Buffy fucked Angel, it's even more weird that Giles fucked his dead girlfriend.
2: Yeah. I mean, she just kind
1: of appeared. But then again, it was a dream sequence, so is it that weird if you know
2: he's lusting if you are a widow or someone who's who has a dead ex and you've had a dream about banging them email us at two girls one night.
1: <laughs> now were they still dead when you boned them
0: <laughs> email us at wayfair.com
1: we want to know if you <laughs> we want to know <laughs> if, if you have at wayfair.com <laughs> okay.
2: don't tell them god
1: I'm sorry but as Ikea spokesperson <laughs> I'm running their marketing team right now <laughs> why do you I like think everybody believes there's children in like Wayfair hand baskets.
2: Okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's some some fucking porn reviewer. You know, someone's gonna send out like just for shits and giggles. They're gonna send out like uh, baskets, quote from Wayfair, with like little Cabbage Patch dolls. <laughs> just be like, this is your preview.
1: <laughs> oh my god, someone should make an account on Wayfair, and then anytime someone actually orders a product, they send. Something related to a child? <laughs> oh my god. It, look, it's a horrible idea, but let's say you're selling a nightstand and instead of a nightstand.
0: What if you send the nightstand send and then diapers. you put like one diaper in it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> send diapers in a ball gag.
1: <laughs> oh god. If you are an e-commerce vendor
2: you're welcome <laughs> guys. We're we're going to miss you after we get canceled for this podcast. <laughs> hey, welcome to the um, final episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, by the way, speaking of people getting
1: canceled, we talked about Stephen Hawking earlier. He was also on Epstein Island. Wait, was he on the
2: island or like, what was, it's, have you guys like watched all the various documentaries on this? Cause I've watched like every documentary on this. And like, there was, there was one interview with one of the girls that had been, you know, trafficked part of it. And she said there was one trip to Africa with Clinton and with, uh, there was a comedian that was on it. Like uh, there was uh, it was a trip to Africa and nothing happened. Everyone was on their best behavior. And I think there were some people that might've been involved that knew nothing. And I think there were some people that were involved that definitely knew things. And it's like, who knew what?
1: No, we're gonna start the rumor that Epstein killed uh, Stephen Hawking. He unplugged him, uh, guys.
2: Maybe they were trying to just unplug him and plug him <laughs> back in again to see if that's all he needed. And that's a joke that got me kicked I off know. Of Facebook for thirty days. <laughs> I can't believe that, and that's funny. And I don't see how that was a cancelable fucking joke because uh, I was very
1: ableist. Apparently, when I made that joke,
0: I do think for the sake of for the sake of being respectful, we should say or I'll at least say. I, I do feel very bad for the family of Epstein's girlfriend, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, uh, because she killed herself probably by the time this episode airs.
2: I feel bad <laughs> for her family because her name is Jizz. <laughs> like, who, who thought? Like, I'm just sorry, but like you're a sex trafficker with the name Lane, Like, who would have seen that coming? I just imagine Hillary
0: Clinton in a black mask just waiting for her to be released from jail. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Just the number of people that want her dead right now, though, because they're like, oh, right. fuck. She knows where the she bodies are everything. buried. Exactly.
0: Like considering
2: her trials not till next year. Oh, she's not making it till then. <laughs> nope. No. If she kills herself, I don't think it'll come as a surprise to anyone. No. But at the same time, like she has to have really high security around her to make sure that that doesn't happen.
0: So did Epstein.
2: <laughs> True.
0: but Do, do you like, know anyone of any political stripe at all that believes that Epstein killed himself? <laughs>
2: I'm still on the fence on it, to be honest, okay. um, because like there was one report from a medical examiner who was like, no, really, he, he didn't kill himself. And the report was based on something that everyone's like basing there. He didn't kill himself on something kind of faulty. And it was a broken hyoid bone. Um, and broken hyoid bones can occur in both via strangulation and via hanging. And it's more common via strangulation than it is via hanging. However, uh, because there are far more hanging deaths per year than there are via strangulation, strangulation and by a huge clip if you find a body that has a broken hyoid bone just via statistics it is more likely to have been from a hanging than from a strangulation the thing is we don't know just from the hyoid bone we'd have to see what else is in there are his skin like were there signs of ligature on the neck how did he like we need to know more information than just that the other thing is i believe his brother um paid for this medical examiner to, to do that exam. So it was uh, kind of motivated reasoning, so to speak. This medical examiner also has had some questionable calls, so to speak, when saying what autopsy results were. So, I mean, this seems to be a medical examiner who's been able to be paid off before to say
0: things. So, But he did hook me up with Terry Shivo, so... <laughs>
2: Baby, uh, but like, <laughs> look.
1: All I'm saying is, it's exceptionally suspicious that uh, there was a calling card of a pizza left right next to Epstein
0: <laughs> of a pizza restaurant in DC with a basement. Oh, right. Man.
1: Why was Planet Pizza, like Planet Comet Pizza, there?
2: Why? Yeah would would somebody with nothing left to live for, who's facing uh, life in in jail with people who know that he's a convicted child rapist, right. uh, kill himself? Yeah, yeah. He probably would fucking kill himself. So I I don't see anything suspicious in thinking that it's a suicide. Could he have been killed? Yeah, he also could have been killed. I don't know what happened there. Not a clue. this episode was sponsored by Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Hillary, if you want to pay me, that would be cool. I need money. Yeah. Um,
0: Joe but, Biden for president 2020.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Anything other than the current asshole 2020.
0: Uh,
2: God. Oh man. I miss when democracy So I, I
0: back to the buffet board if you don't mind. <laughs> I do I do have two minor complaints because ultimately I really enjoyed this. And oh, yeah. I'm it's forgiving great. all the technical like, OK, you don't like the fountain and whatever, but like forgiving all that. And the fact that Allison Hannigan's, uh double can't act. The two complaints that I had, there's this whole scene with the girls, the three girls that all fuck yeah. each other for no apparent reason. Uh, but there's one of them is January. It's
2: and there's a rule in a long form, quote, rule that you need a lesbian scene. Right. In the middle. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there. That's just, it's just. Why like, are
0: straight guys so like homophobic, like straight guys that watch straight porn are so homophobic, but then they watch girls fucking have no problem with it at all. It's very strange it's, to me.
2: It's quote, it's different. That's, that's why. It is. They're I've just had a lot uh, of gay sex.
0: It's very different.
2: It's, you probably had a lot of gay sex with straight men who don't admit <laughs> Almost it.
0: exclusively. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: I've, 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 I'm just. Like, some include Lindsey Graham.
0: Yes. Oh. It's,
1: yeah. No, not that okay, one. I'm sorry. not that no. one,
0: but someone else in d c.
2: Any uh, holding current public office? Yvette
0: knows my story. Oh, yeah, oh. And, and I'm not
2: sharing it because I'm okay, a okay. vault. But curious, do you happen to, because there was a, uh, a, a network of, of escorts outing Lady Graham a few mm-hmm. weeks ago on the Twitters, do you happen to know of any escorts who have ever serviced Ms. Graham?
0: So I'm going to say something that's going to sound like a cop-out, but I promise it's not.
2: I, I believe you. When
0: you work with high-profile clients as a sex worker, they are paying you for discretion. They're not paying you for sex. Understood. So if I knew anyone that had been hired by Lindsey Graham, if. If. I would never reveal that I know about it.
2: Understood. I feel like that's a nod saying yes, but I understand what you're saying, sir.
0: I'm saying what I said.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Completely fair. Now, so you're saying he's into people dressing up in diapers and wearing pigtails is
0: exactly. Blink twice. I said no such thing.
2: (laughs) Now, without
1: revealing any client's name, what would you say is the best and or worst experience? I'll take either
2: one, whichever is the better story.
0: okay. Now, I definitely can't share this. Um, oh,
2: you, <laughs> no. well you've you've oh, already okay. shared us very confidential with all due confidentiality, the yeah. worst story that we will never tell anyone else and and oh, true. dies with yes.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that so, can't that can't go anywhere. Oh, yeah, I will say okay know. without.
2: We're going to get letters asking what it is, and we'll never tell. My <laughs>
0: best and worst stories – I literally cannot share this. But my yeah. best, oh, no, because I have family that I haven't come out to, but it's fine. Oh, um, well, I mean they've come out as gay, but I haven't come out as a sex worker. So, yeah. uh, And it was also Fair 12 enough. years ago or whatever. Um, uh, but my best experience was I had a client who uh, I would go to D.C. every other weekend, and I would spend the whole weekend with him. We'd have a nice hotel room at the Crown Plaza in Georgetown, and we would, like, go and, like, but we get, like, the suite on the top floor, and we would, like, go and have dinner, and we would go and see a play at the Kennedy Center, and we would go and watch him, and he would pay me an absurd amount of money for the weekend, and we wouldn't even have sex. It was literally just a companionship thing, and it was just the best, like, sweetest, I really honestly, like, I've had this conversation with other sex workers, but it didn't feel transactional to me, even though it obviously was because I really did have feelings for this person. Like I really honestly like enjoyed his company and I enjoyed his story and I felt really bad for him that he wasn't able to be himself and all he wanted was companionship in life. Oh yeah. But my worst experience, (laughs) uh, anytime I had to go to wall street was the worst experience I ever had. It was usually Korean or Saudi businessmen. And they would pay a lot of money. They would finish very quickly because it's not something they get a lot of back home. And I would then be expected to stay for the rest of the hour or two hours or however long it was. And they would insist that I do things that I was not comfortable doing to entertain them in that time. Like I was some kind of like human slave or something. I never did them, but they would like, I know other, other guys from my agency that did. And, uh, yeah. It was an unpleasant experience. Anytime oh, I got called sucks. to Wall Street, I doubled my rates.
2: Fair enough. And they could afford them at least. Yes. <laughs> it's interesting that people – that it's a, a, a literal escort service. You're not necessarily being paid for the sex. It's being paid for the time. Yeah. Uh, slash what you're doing with that time depending on the client. Right.
0: And there, there's been more than once that I – and honestly, I haven't done sex work in in 12 years. I was I was yeah. 18 to 22, you know? Um there were several times that I showed up and I just said, I'm not, I'm good. Like no amount of money <sighs> it is worth this. Which is worthless.
1: totally fair. You should be able to just walk away if you're like, of yeah, course. I don't feel like doing
0: this job. Like I would advertise that I was exclusively a top, which is something that they, cause I'm, I'm a very like, despite how like freewheeling I am, I'm a very dominant person in bed. And so I would like go through this whole like explanation with them. Like I am a top. I do not bottom. I will fuck you better than anyone's ever fucked you in your life. But like. The second you're like, shove this thing in your ass, my answer is going to be no, unless you're paying way more money than you're going to be willing to pay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I would deal with that like all the time, like clients that would – and also – and I'm sure every any other escort you've had on your show will tell you this. 80% of the calls or texts or messages that you get are people that aren't actually going to hire you. They're just people that are like trying to get off on maybe getting around to possibly – like they're getting off on the fact that they're talking to someone that they find attractive. Oh
1: that sucks. So uh-huh. you basically have to weed through all of the people which are just never going to turn into clients. Correct. Which kind of makes sense of why and you know you wouldn't they wouldn't want necessarily you the talent fielding all the calls they'd have right. a booker generally.
0: Yeah, and when I when I signed on to my my escort service which was it's a really high it's still a working uh, really high-end escort service in New York, because I wasn't always the potato you see before you. Um, I would,
2: um, You're the grandest potato, <laughs> sir. I would, You're uh, a golden tater.
0: I would spend way less of my time fielding calls and way more of my time working. And even though I gave them 20 per, 15 or 20%, it was worth it to me because it was like, at least I don't have to deal with like, bored, straight, horny house husband, like whose wife is a surgeon at Columbia messaging me constantly saying like, oh, we're going to fuck now. We're going to fuck now. We're going to fuck now. Yeah, bitch. PayPal. paypal. I'll be there.
1: (laughs) 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 What's nice is nowadays there are services like Sext Panther Mm -hmm. where, you know, if you're going to deal with those calls, at least you're going to get paid for them.
0: Exactly. I wish that, um, like Chatterbait and OnlyFans. Like I wish stuff like that existed when I was working because I would have exclusively done that because any opportunity I have to not leave the house, I'm thrilled for.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I will jerk you off from the privacy of my toilet.
0: (laughs) Exactly, my toilet. Nope, that was extra.
2: I have definitely uh, done a a podcast interview from my toilet once. (laughs) That's Look, sometimes nature calls and you're scheduled to be on the radio. (laughs) You just you, you got to you, You're you a theater go. actor.
0: You should know how to take care of these things
2: shit happens man literally
0: literally uh yeah like years and years and years of theater training has trained me on how to like pinch my bladder together in the middle of a podcast like i'm doing right now uh <laughs> so that i you know it's easier when you're tap dancing
2: luckily it was it was audio only right. visual <laughs> visual would have been different i would have been just right. the whole time but <laughs> right. let me just let, let me just squeeze these a little harder Ugh. So there's two more
1: things I want to talk about in this porn. Okay. So we have that whole fight scene where the vampire strangles Buffy, Willow comes out of nowhere, casts a spell, Buffy throws a stake in her. And I have to say that, you know, even though it wasn't, you know, Hollywood choreographed fight scene, it was overall still a good fight
2: scene. Yes. To be fair, that's a Buffy quality fight scene. <laughs>
0: Great. No, that's- it's... It, that's first like season. A season, one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's a season one Fight. <laughs> yes. My complaint, though, that I so it's canon. My great. complaint <laughs> is about that
0: that whole yeah. setup that I didn't get to. Is that there are so many good characters in Buffy, and in fact, they they do so many of them that are really interesting and really fun that they didn't have to make up a character like this January girl is a girl that doesn't exist. There's literally a girl named Summer in the same. Time frame that they could, that is exactly that character that they could have used, but instead they created a character. I don't like that they did that. It was not necessary. Maybe it was
2: based off Summer?
0: Maybe, but why not just call her Summer?
2: Maybe they were like,
0: we're going to make a joke based on it. And my other complaint is that the scene with Spike and Harmony, whoever plays Harmony, whoever that blonde girl is, she is fabulous. She reminds she me of Jenny McCarthy well. before Jenny McCarthy became a dumpster fire. And. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like funny and she nails the harmony, like ditzy blonde cheerleader that became a vampire.
2: She was perfectly in that like, eh, ah,
0: yes. mode. So good. It was a- wonderful. She From
2: one blonde to another, I praise.
0: All about yes, it. She been, yes, been She should have been way more featured throughout this.
2: Like, I want to hang out with her. Like next time we're, when reality is a thing again and we can all be in person in LA, I want to fucking hunt her down and have her in our girl squad Let's just because she was so cool in this. <laughs>
1: But, okay, one other thing I wanted to talk about was at the very end, so uh, I think it the entire episode was done in two hours, 23 minutes in, and then all of a sudden I thought we were starting, like, a second episode because we open in a morgue, yeah. we see cor- the corpses of four women on tables, and one corpse starts becoming reanimated and then starts touching herself then turns into a four corpse orgy and then they die again and then that's really it i'm sure it was a bonus scene but also what the fuck is that what you do when you like you first become reanimated
0: so i didn't use the link that you gave me i used i used a download that i had from years ago when i downloaded this and never watched it that scene is not in the version that i watched Oh. The version that I watched ends with Harmony and Spike fucking.
1: Must have been bonus.
0: But they, they're corpses and they come to life and they fuck yeah. and then they die again?
2: It's, a, it's uh-huh. a bunch of bunch of women in a morgue coming to life. La- and it's, I'm like, I think another room. It would rock it. Wait, no, they didn't have a building yet. That set kudos to however they were able to get access into a morgue. Yeah, like whatever they did for that set, well fucking done. But it was hmm. like, it was this quick, like, you know, let's just... Reanimate some corpses, have them bang, and then have them go back to being corpses. And then it was a bunch of, like, after that uh, was the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. And the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, because like we know and love these people from Wood Rocket, it was a lot of fun to watch. Can I
0: ask you, who is this made for?
2: It's made for perverts like us and people who love Buffy and want to jerk off to it.
0: Because most Buffy fans are either women... Which not saying that women don't watch porn. Of course they do. But most Buffy fans are either women or gay men. It's very rare that I meet straight male Buffy fans. It's an odd, like Golden Girls, it's an odd choice for a porn parody to me. Die Hard makes sense. Dudes love Die Hard, you know?
2: Yeah. Here's the thing. The porn parody universe is a very kind of niche universe, I think I would call it. And I think, I don't know if we've been like trying to trumpet like the siren call of the porn parody, but like they're made for the diehard fans of the show. And I think that they are a great little like gateway drug for people who are like, I'm a little nervous about porn, but let's make it comfortable for you. And women, like, I I think that people think women don't watch porn. Women watch the dirtiest, filthiest fucking porn out there. like, there are stats on this. Women watch more double, triple fucking extreme yeah. penetration than men do. On, like, I think in about and shit, a two-to-one yeah. clip. Mm-hmm. We're like, how many things can you shove into me? Shove them all. So, <laughs> and I mean, I so I think like with stuff like this, these are like for people who are into the genre porn, into the porn parody things. They're made for people who are into the parody porn.
0: So this is only the second porn parody I've ever seen. The first one I watched was called The Hole. And it was a gay porn parody of The Ring where if you watch this tape, you turn gay in seven days.
1: Oh my God, I've heard of this. I need to review it.
0: Oh, let's watch it. (laughs) It stars Tag Erickson who is now on the show Million Dollar Listing on Bravo. He's like a high-end real estate agent, but he started out doing gay porn. The, the whole is nice. really good. There's a scene, where it, I, you'll cover it, but fine. I'm going to tell you about this one scene that will make you want to watch it, where he watches the video and he's trying to figure out if he's turning gay or not. And he pulls out two videotapes because it's like 2003. And one of them is like <laughs> Debbie Does Dallas. And the other one is like Judy Garland live at Carnegie Hall. And he puts, <laughs> and he puts in Debbie Does Dallas and, is, and he's on the couch naked and his dick is really soft. And then he puts in Judy Garland and his dick gets hard. <laughs> <laughs> that,
2: that is the test. It's really that's how well we
0: written. Uh, it's written by Wash West who directed like some real movies and then died of um, whatever that disease that, uh, uh, what's the, the one that Stephen Hawking had? ALS. ALS, that's the one. It's the director who did Still Alice, the Julianne Moore movie. He directed this gay porn before, which is crazy. Holy
1: shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we need to watch it. It'll happen.
0: I was wondering if this were a Buffy episode, would it be a good Buffy episode? And it to me the answer is that it it it's almost a good episode. The spell thing is interesting and the dream sequences are interesting, but it needs a little bit more. It needs a B story.
2: It would need attention to it that that causes them to all want to go into that dream and Correct. something that leaves that that resolves afterwards. Like they I think the dreams would all have to leave them with some quandary. And there would have to be something they have to like fight through afterwards. Like there's I think there's there's a good act two. There needs to be a little bit more in act one and three something to set it up in act one a little bit that's a little bit more solid yeah but not fucking bad not right Not bad at all
0: i i was expecting much much worse and there's two other buffy porn parodies i saw one of them came out in like 2003 and and I can't find it anywhere. And the other one was a parody of the Buffy movie that came out in 92, and I watched about 20 minutes of it and turned it off because it was awful.
2: Yeah, like we have rarely seen, and when I say rarely, I mean it's happened a couple times, and we, we don't like to speak of them, uh, but we have rarely seen a dud from Leroy Myers and the team at Wood Rocket. They are solid at what they do. Sure.
1: So I'm uh, very much a stickler for whenever I do find a porn parody. I want to make sure we watch the best version of it because how else can we possibly review if it's uh, good or not. So I chose the one that, from what I saw, had the most awards. Mm-hmm. And this one in particular, I know had it was in 2013 Avian Award nominee for best all girl uh, group sex scene. For
0: which one, the, the morgue scene or the three vampire girls?
1: I think it was a three vampire girls and then um, 2013 nominee for best makeup nominee for best special effects best parody comedy and best screenplay nice so a lot of nominations for this specific one and you know what worth it. Yeah, Yeah, it earned
2: it. For the script alone, because like I I enjoy the show, I was like whenever I I watch something that's a parody of a show that I I know well, I'm like, how well do they connect with the in-universe things that I'm looking for to make sure that this like honored the source material?
0: And the like vibe of the show, the like feeling of the show. Yes, It's
2: like, do I feel like I was just landed back into Sunnydale and I did like right. I felt like I was there and that's yeah that's what I wanted yeah
0: whoever wrote this they
2: knew Xander
0: <laughs> honestly like someone who has never seen the show could not have written this I liked it a lot I I was not expecting anything and I really love this I'm so happy we did this
1: as yeah. someone who doesn't like Buffy or at least again I tried starting from the beginning I didn't like it I actually really loved this yeah, yeah. so uh you know what uh we don't have a rating system here but I guess five penises. <laughs> Erect. I don't know. Is that is that a thing
2: now? Let's sure, let's talking. do it. <laughs> I think we should go by by Hitachi settings. Okay. Two wet vulvas. It's a one to four on the Hitachi because you you have four Hitachi settings. I will give it. I will give it a four on the Hitachi.
1: Ooh, speaking of Hitachi, there was recently a study conducted, uh, they took a number of people with vaginas and they were like, all right, so l- which uh, vibrator is the best? Uh, the Hitachi and the Hitachi actually helped with a number of people who are aorgasmic, oh, yeah. uh, which, uh, excuse you, but what have we been saying since like day one of the show? What you you, you invest in?
2: There are a lot of other fun sex toys out there that can get you off. But I think if you have been incapable or if you've not, if you had trouble reaching orgasm and you are a woman, get yourself a Hitachi Magic Wand. They're like $55 on Amazon. Put it on your clitoris and just wait three minutes. Just you'll know. And the sad thing is, though, I have a few friends who still had problems reaching orgasm, even with the Hitachi. Oh. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. There are like we've had a guest on the show before who's told us they've um, same had had no uh, success reaching orgasm. Was it Remy Casimir? Oh, yeah. It? it was uh, yeah.
1: Remy. And then she eventually got there.
2: Yeah. And she had she she has a great podcast on that. Like it's let's I, just uh, to help people out. Let's throw that into the show notes to be like, go back and have a look at her broadcast. But uh, no, the uh, the Hitachi is a magic maker and men if you want women to think you know what you're doing in bed invest in a Hitachi she'll if you if I'm just saying if you have that on hand women will think you know what you're doing and they'll know that they're not leaving your place without an orgasm
0: or straight guys if you really want someone to come every time you fuck them start fucking guys I come every time
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying you will make a man very happy
1: (laughs) So, we have some listeners to thank as we do each week. And, uh, listeners, by the way, of the show, if you support us on Patreon, you get the video version of this with all the cuts, messy edits, and whatnot. Oh, God. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh, God. That's what how I always feel. Perk?
2: you'll be able to cancel us by the end of it.
1: (laughs) So this week, the people who are not canceling us are Phil Thompson, Stranger in a Strange Land, Thomas Lanebach, Patrick Adamo, Christina Blankhorn, Brent, Rick, Christine, Bethany Nicole, Sonia Claire, Hogsor, Reed Decker, Steven Jones, and many, many others. And again, you could join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash twogirlswithmike or head on over to twogirlswithmike.com and hit that support button. And if you can't become a patron, please leave us a five-star rating, a review, subscribe, and tell your friends to subscribe because we need more listeners. Uh, so, Brandon, where can our listeners find you?
0: Thank you. Um, you can find my podcast. It's GerArgCast, G-R-R-A-R-G-H-C-A-S-T. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on OnlyFans. Uh, basically, look for cast You'll find us. We're on every uh, podcast thing out there. We cover every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Angel, Firefly, and Dollhouse, and we're doing a very special Cabin in the Woods episode on August first with <gasps> Bradley Whitford and some other cool guests. So,
2: oh my god, <gasps> Bradley I Whitford. Love... Who's Bradley uh, Whitford? I met him once, and he told and and he petted my dog. <laughs> That's all I have. Okay, that was okay. Thanks for the anticlimactic story. <laughs> he he was the creepy dad in 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 uh, Get Out, and he's been in a ton of fucking things. What else has he been in? He was oh, on The West Wing. Okay. Yeah, he's been in like everything.
0: He's the guy in the control room in Cabin in the Woods. Oh, he, I love that. The film. one that wants a okay. merman. Yeah.
2: He's also oh. in uh the handmaid's tale as like the one good guy who is the architect of Gilead. There are good guys? He's the guy who regrets everything he fucking did.
0: Is there a handmaid's tale porn?
2: Yes. <laughs> there has to be. Ugh. You know people are there there's COVID nineteen porn. Of course there's handmaid's tale porn.
0: <laughs> what about a children of men porn?
2: I don't oh God. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, these are why I need Botox.
0: <laughs> Sophie's choice four. <laughs> oh,
2: it was God. between a,
1: Hita- uh, a hoarded Hitachi and a wireless Hitachi. That was Sophie's choice. <laughs> oh,
2: God. Always go wireless. I have a story on that, but I'll tell you
0: after we stop recording. Oh, so you gave this four Hitachis? I would give this like three and a half Hitachis, just because okay. I didn't like the scene with the three vampire girls only because I didn't like, I would even find if they were characters from the show, but I didn't like that. They were original characters.
2: We'll let that slide. I bet. Where can our listeners find you? Y'all can find me at the SciBabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at facebook.com slash SciBabe, where I'm being sciency and snarky and giving weekly live streams on updates on the COVIDs and the sciences and all the things happening in the universe. Alice, where can listeners find you and all of the things about our podcast? Guys, you can find me on Twitter at
1: Rational Blonde, but you can find the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at TGUM Podcast or again to But of course you could catch us here next week. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.